0: What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And it's Sunday, so it's a mailbag episode, but it's also game day, which the Bulls face the Denver Nuggets today. So we're going to be previewing that game and jumping into the mailbag and giving an update on Daylon Terry's first G League game right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So we're going to get into the G League game. We're going to do that second. But first, I do want to preview this game with the Chicago Bulls versus the Denver Nuggets. It's going down today. Um, and so with that being said, this is going to come down to a lot of the things that we that we say come down to the Chicago Bulls. I'm almost repeating myself because these, these this is the theme of the season so far for the Chicago Bulls and it's execution on both sides of the ball for four continuous quarters. That's really what it boils down to. When you look at the Denver Nuggets, they are the sixth highest ranked offense in the league. But they're already all down towards the bottom as the 23rd ranked defense in the league. So what does that mean for the Bulls? If they execute on offense, they can take advantage of the defense of the Denver Nuggets. That's not as potent as what it was at certain times last season. And what does that mean as well? That the Chicago Bulls have to execute defensively. This is going to be a game uh, defensively for the Chicago Bulls. They're they're not going to stop Jokic, right? Even though Vooch plays Jokic pretty well as far as scoring close to, to what Jokic does, We know that that Vooch isn't going to be able to shut down Jokic. Now, he can play solid defense against Jokic. That's that's, going to be something that he can do if he's locked in like we saw him do at the beginning of the season. But that's not anything to necessarily expect coming into this game. You have to disrupt what Jokic does to a degree, right? That's the first thing. If you can disrupt it and turn Jokic into just a score, meaning that you eliminate everything else, his passing is one of the biggest and, and strongest parts of his game. If you can eliminate that by guarding everything else well, out on the perimeter with this team, you can definitely affect this team and get them out of their rhythm. It's not going to be easy. One thing that does bode well for the Bulls is that Bones Highland is going to be out of this game. He's been a nice factor for the Denver Nuggets coming off the bench, averaging 14 points per game for the Denver Nuggets. So they already have one of their biggest bench producers, if not their biggest bench producer, out of the game. So that that's good for the Bulls, right? That bodes well for the Bulls. Now, the Bulls usually let a role player go off, so they're going to have to also look out for that. But at least... They come in with that um, in their benefit. We know Jamal Murray, is is he can get hot. So, Alex Caruso and Ayo DeSumo are going to have to play solid defense on Jamal Murray to to make sure they stop him from getting hot out in three-point range. That's the thing that's been killing the Bulls a lot so far this season, is letting players get hot from three. Um, as of right now, Jamal Murray on the season is averaging four, uh, taking four three-pointers per game, and he's hitting that at a 34% rate. Now, that is a far... Um, cry away from the 40% from three he was averaging last season, but you don't want, he has that ability to get hot. He's a career 36% shooter, so you don't want to let him have a, a super hot night from three-point range for him. He's also averaging 43% from field goal range, which isn't the best, it's not horrible either. But if, if Io DeSumo and Alice Caruso can can tag team that and always keep the pressure, oh, oh, one of them should always be guarding Jamal Murray. It, again, that's something that, that can really help the Chicago Bulls in the, in this game. And the rebounding battle, having Andre Drummond back, he's now had a couple more days. He didn't look too good in his first game back. Um, kind of looked out of sync there. But having more practices and things, the Bulls have to rebound well against the Denver Nuggets. They come in as the, uh, I know they're top ten, they're the twelfth team in rebounds per game, averaging forty four point nine, whereas the Bulls are nineteenth, averaging forty three point six. Again, not that much difference between those teams. That if you're not in the top ten as far as the numbers per se, but we know that the Denver Nuggets can get hot rebounding, and and Jokic is a big part of that. If the Bulls can disrupt that, and you gotta they 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 average the highest field goal percentage in the NBA right now, almost 50% shooting as a team does the Denver Nuggets. So listen, this is this isn't shaped up to be one of those games where. The Denver Nuggets can defensively really even stop what DeMar DeRozan does. We need Zach Levine to be locked in, um, and what he can do, he can definitely guard uh, Caldwell Pope, uh, Michael Porter Jr. I don't know if they're going to have P. Will guarding Michael Porter Jr. or P. Will guarding Aaron Gordon. Um, The way that I look at it is probably, I I would say that probably P. Will on, on, on Michael Porter Jr., and then you probably put DeMar DeRozan on Aaron Gordon, but even then that's some size mismatch. I really don't know. Uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr., when he gets hot and gets going, he gets off, and we know DeMar DeRozan isn't the best and most efficient defender, even though Michael Porter Jr. is only averaging 16.8 points per game, but he's doing that on, on highly efficient shooting. Um, he's, he's, what, 46% from three-point range, which is bananas. You can't let him get hot from three, and he's 47% from the field overall. He's a career 51% shooter from the field, so if you can disrupt and keep Michael Porter Jr. from being the Robin to Jokic's Batman in this game, again, those are going to be things that help the Chicago Bulls, can help the Chicago Bulls secure a win, and get a victory here against the Denver Nuggets. It's not going to be easy. Let's be clear here. This is not going to be an easy game for the Chicago Bulls. A lot of the Denver Nuggets' strengths play into the Bulls' weaknesses, especially on their offensive end of the ball, but the Bulls can score with anybody. We know that, especially the they're locked in. The improved three-point shooting from Io DeSumo, who's really... Taking his three-point shooting to a, 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 a tick up so far this season, it's gonna be needed. We're gonna need two-way play from almost everybody on the court. And you know, while some people have been down on, on Zach Levine's play defensively, Zach Levine is putting together one of his better seasons of, of his career. So we have to have that, we have to have that, that consistent and solid effort on both sides of the ball all throughout the game. And the one thing that's gonna separate us or could separate us from the different Nuggets in this game, is our bench. Our bench play, if it can be what it was when it was the best, like I said, Andre Drummond not necessarily playing the best in his first game back from injury, but if this is if this team can get firing on all cylinders from the bench and the starters can keep up that intensity, this can be a game that the Bulls are definitely in, but it's not going to be easy. Let me know what you guys think about this game down below. What are some of your expectations? What are some of the things you want to see the Bulls do? Now, before we move into the mailbag, we got one more topic to get into. I asked you guys if you wanted G League, updates since Daylon Terry was sent down to the G League you guys almost everybody voted yes so we're going to give that in Daylon Terry's first G League game for the Windy City Bulls he had almost a triple double he had 18 points earned seven for 12 shooting eight rebounds and nine assists the ball the boy came out there and balled is basically what it bulls down to he balled out but it wasn't just him he got help and it's funny because while Marco Simonovic has looked very good in the G League so far He's just a different player with somebody who can handle the ball like Dalen Terry. Him and Dalen Terry, we saw it in summer league. We saw it in preseason. Him, Malcolm Hill, Marco Simonovich, and Dalen Terry have a nice chemistry together that you know it, it, it comes from them practicing, being together the whole summer, things like that. But Marco Simonovich in this game had a 20 and 10 game on nine of 16 shooting. And then Malcolm Hill chipping in another 20 points on nine of 17 shooting, seven rebounds and five assists. The Windy City Bulls. If you guys don't watch Windy City Bulls games uh, consistently, especially when, like a, on a day like yesterday when nothing was going on, I really do suggest watching it. It can it can get fun. Like some, of, not all the games are always fun, but it definitely can get fun. And especially now that the Rook Daylon Terry is down there flashing that stat stuffing ability that we all know. I also forgot to mention he also had one steal in this game as well. listen this is why Dalen terry's down there he's down there to be able to work and he's putting in that work big time even costas antacupo who hasn't had the biggest g league season so far in this game's played he was six of six from the field for 12 points five rebounds four assists i'm telling you guys watch the windy city bulls play all right now with that being said let's get into the main topic for today that's the that's the mailbag we're gonna play this first voicemail this one's
1: from jonathan Hey, hey this is jonathan just uh Colin was watching the most recent mailbag, and my mind was twisting and turning, thinking about, you know, certain things, who could benefit our team when we need it down the stretch. Hopefully we can get our, ourselves a little more stable in the middle of the season. And I know power forwards are our main need, you know, with depth and things like that, or, you know, around get some more height. I don't know if you guys have talked about it. I haven't heard his name mentioned much, but just throwing this out there. Kemba Walker is sitting around, working on his body, hopefully getting himself right his mind right just throwing some out there maybe him on the bench you know instead of a Kobe White or someone like that I feel like I personally will feel more confident with him coming and being a microwave giving us some threes giving us some some drives let me know what you think appreciate you and all you do man take it easy
0: all right Jonathan so I understand the mindset right especially because you said having him as a microwave instead of Kobe White But the way that I look at it is that that makes the Bulls get even more small. That means that we're going to be playing with even more of a size deficit off the bench than what we are already doing. Kimball Walker, to me, even if he came to the Bulls for the vet minimum, I don't think that that's what you want to do. We need size on this team. We do need shooting. We do need, you know what? I don't even know if we necessarily need the scoring punch off the bench. Like, I don't know if if we're at the place where we need a microwave for sure. We need some shooting for sure. If we can find a four that can also shoot, that'd be ideal. But when you, when you talk about the way that Drogic's been playing, when you talk about the way that J- Drummond plays, when you talk about how Drogic also gets um, Javante Green and, and, and Derrick Jones Jr. in the game, I think that we have enough scoring off the bench to where we don't m- necessarily need a microwave. Now we have seen some games where the bench can't get the shooting done, and then at that point it would be nice to have a microwave uh, player off the bench, but I just don't know if you want to bring in a player that's going to add more to the size deficit that the Bulls already have. Not to say that Kimball Walker's completely washed. I do think that there is a role and on a team that Kemba Walker definitely can help a team. I just don't see that being the Chicago Bulls for me, right? You guys can let me know down below how you feel on it. I just, the Bulls are kind of set at the guard position. and anything, we have too many guards. We need a three or a four or a three slash four. That's more so what I hope the Bulls gears towards if they do decide to open up a roster spot and to bring somebody... Um back in. But like I said, I, I understand your your thinking on that as far as the microwave portion. And it you know, if the Bulls do decide to waive Tony Bradley and then if if uh, if Kobe is moved as well, which I still don't think is gonna happen, if that does go the go that way, maybe they look at doing something like that. I just don't think it's likely right now. But all right, let me know what you guys think on that one down below. Let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Marvin.
2: What's going on, guys? Quick assessment of thirteen games in the season. And I want to start by saying last year guys. The Bulls were not under 500, not one game of the whole season. So, I'm not saying it to be a Debbie Downer. I'm saying it, it is stack. Now, I'm not worried about it. The reason being is good. Did you guys feel better about last year's 9 and 4 team after 13 games? Or do you feel better about this team at 6 and 7? In my eyes, I feel better about this team simply because it's the better team, deeper team, and I think the Bulls will do better down the stretch. Mind you, we were 20 and 27 without Alonzo Ball last year, we won game under 500-ish without it. That's progress, guys. We get everybody back, I think the Bulls are doing a whole lot better. Also, with uh, Levine missing games, that completely just screws up our rotation. We've got to keep them healthy, guys, because Caruso in the starting lineup, we don't get that scoring punch, and it shows on the bench. Uh, last but not least, I did want to say, I hear a lot of sentiment about Billy's coaching. I think he's doing a d- pretty decent job. First of all, we all have said once or twice before that Billy, in his next game adjustments, he's doing well. Well, it's early in the season, so if he's not making game, uh, in-game adjustments, I think that can be addressed, and I think he will address it. So I'm not worried about that. Playing well against competitive teams. The Bulls have been in every game this year besides the Cleveland game and the Toronto game. And in the Cleveland game, that was three, that was three games and four nights. So they were dead tired. Now, we did get kind of roasted in that. Toronto game, but Billy made the adjustments. We came back and won the next game after that. So I'm looking at this season in a little different way, guys. We're sitting at six and seven. We got some tough games coming up. Denver, uh, New Orleans, Orlando, Boston, and Milwaukee. But we got a stretch here where we're not playing as many games where the Bulls are going to be rested. And we'll see the true Bull team when they are not tired. Losing uh Andre Drummond in the uh early in the season hurt us also. But being keeping your head above water in this competitive, competitive NBA at this time is what I really look forward to. So I say this, keep our head above water. Let's get Lonzo back. Let's get to the trade deadline. And, Hayes, I know you feel we might not do nothing, but I disagree. I think the Bulls did this intentionally by not over, uh spending money, I think we're going to be active at the trade deadline. If we can address some of the issues that we need, I think the Bulls will be even better. Getting everybody healthy going down the stretch is what I always wanted. We ended up playing well earlier last year, bad late. We're not playing as well this year early, but we're going to play good late. And I'm going to say that with confidence, guys. Look for the boys that go down the stretch, win well, and win a lot of games. I'm not saying we're going to win a championship, but if we're healthy, that's the key to winning a championship. So I just want to leave that with you guys. Keep your head up, guys. I'm always up. Bubble, bubble. Peace out.
0: Later. All right. And so Marvin, as always, being the motivator that he is, uh, You know, just wants, wants to give everybody a pep. I sometimes don't know how to respond to Marvin and Jamal sometimes voicemails because it's not like they ask me anything. They have these mini podcasts, which are all dope and chock full of information, but it really sometimes doesn't leave me to say much back Um, in 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 reality, uh, especially Marvin more so even than Jamal. But here's what I will say to this, is that for those that are comparing where the Bulls were last season to where the Bulls are this season at the same time, keep in mind, this is a completely different season. We started off with a, with a much easier schedule both in the opponents and back-to-backs than what we did have so far this season. We also started off the season with Lonzo Ball. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Uh, last season with Lonzo Ball, where we did in this season, we also have two key players off the bench that that, you know, work, have worked themselves in a rhythm. And then Andre Drummond's been missing a lot of that time. Zach Levine's been in and out of the lineup as well with his starts and stops. So while I understand that, you know, the Bulls fans are are rightfully so concerned right now on what this Bull season is going to end up shaping up and looking like, especially when we talk about the playoff race. But the way that I look at it is this is considering everything where the Bulls sit right now. Right. Consider everything I should say that they've gone through so far in this season, uh, in this season up until this point. Them being under 500, one game under 500 at that isn't the biggest concern to me because, as Marvin said, they've been in just about every game. We've seen how they play when they're when they're clicking on all cylinders. We just need to see this team do that consistently, and we haven't yet. That is a big concern. The fourth quarters are also a concern as well. We are the worst fourth quarter team in the NBA. As I had a video on last week, and we also have a we have deficits. A, a negative deficit in both the first and the fourth quarters we have a huge advantage in the third quarter where I think we're plus 13 but then we're negative 19 or, or more in the fourth quarters of the game so far this season that's what I want to see the Bulls improve if they can improve and play more consistently through a whole four quarters of basketball I think we see this record look a little bit uh, uh hugely different and that's not even continue, uh factoring in the officiating that we discrepancies that we've seen in games so far so I do think that the bulls if they can start doing that consistently as they work themselves in the rhythm, Zach's, you know, the schedule eases up a lot more. They're going to have a lot more rest. Let's wait till the end of November. Again, not to say that you're, that anybody who has an issue with the way the Bulls play or have concerns aren't valid, but let's see how this Bulls team looks by the end of November, another couple of weeks with more rest. And then, let's let, and then we'll, we'll start being able to really see what this team looks like. All right, let's move into this next one. This one is the inaugural voicemail from Brandon L. Jett, who is the biggest supporter of this channel. Let's go
1: ahead and play that now. Yo, what's going on, Hayes? This is Brandon L. Jet speaking. It's good to finally hear from you and finally leave a message upon the bell back. My, my question is, is, I remembered you mentioned this on uh, the Pelicans and Bulls broadcast uh, about last decade of, like, running the offense through Joe Noah. I think that Booch can match up and do something like that, too. He is a good passer. He is not great like Joker is, but just running it through him during those time frames when the Bulls need a, a basket or when their offense is just stagnant, He it will take the ball out of Zach Levine's hands as well as DeMar's hands. And he can reward people for cutting, hit the ball, and ultimately scoring if need be. What are your thoughts on that? Talk to you later, man. Peace. All
0: right. Brandon Eljet brings up a great point, kind of something that I brought up on a live stream the other day. And that is the Bulls playing through Nikola Vucevic. I've, I've already said it, right? I I don't know if everybody always watches the live streams or go back and watches the replay. But what, I, what I've said and what I need to see from this team or I would like to see is playing a little bit more through Vooch, what that allows. That allows players to play off the ball. That allows players to cut because Vooch is going to make the right pass in those decisions. It also gets Vooch a little bit more engaged in the game. And as we've seen, when Vooch is engaged on the offensive end, he's a way better player on both sides of the ball. So I think the benefit of giving Vooch more touches, right, and that's not necessarily say more att- more shot attempts, but that's to say more touches. just him literally touching the ball. Using his playmaking ability, and it's going to allow and force people to learn to play with off the ball. DeMar does it pretty well. Zach would have to do it. Patrick Williams would have to do it. And Io DeSumo. So I, I do think that that is what, as of right now, could really unlock this offense. I also think playing through Patrick Williams a little bit more, who suffers from the same thing as Vooch, when Patrick Williams gets more touches and has the ball in his hand a little bit more, he's a way more effective player by a huge margin. When Patrick Williams has... 10 or more touches a game. Now, that is shot attempts. I'm not just talking about playing through him. He averages 18.7 points per game, right? And Patrick Williams' impact isn't all scoring. Tonight's game is a game where I don't think Patrick Williams is going to have a big scoring night. But what he does defensively could help dictate this game. But I do think you have players that you kind of default playing through DeMar at times. And I understand it because DeMar is a more limited offensive player as far as just how he goes about getting his points he's not going to take a lot of threes but i do think that you can unlock a different layer of this bulls offense by playing through vooch but you guys can let me know what you think on that one down below as always let's get into this next voicemail this one's from ricky carroll
3: how you doing hey this is ricky carroll i've been watching the broadcast today this friday morning and i'm sitting here i'm looking at K.C. johnson his other young guy I've got his name he's gonna piss me off so bad i can't think of him Excuse my French, but anyway, this guy got there, and man, he, they are sitting here saying that the Bulls lost his game, and really, the referees didn't. This other guy, Casey, he just didn't say anything. Maybe it's because they can't. They can't criticize the officials. But you know, man, it just it really burns me for people to say that teams go on a run. And your team come down and they get hacked and fouled, and you go down and you trust them, and they get the free throw. How can they be on the run? When how can they say that's bad possession when they call bullshit calls? Excuse my French again. And they go through these situations where they other team might score eight or ten points, and Billy won't move. He won't say anything. And as you know for a fact. I have been telling y'all about Billy for a long time. And if we don't get a coach to get in there and pull the inside of the ball players out, we're going to have problems at the end of games. And I don't care how good you are, you need a coach to guide you at the end of the game. People talk about that last play that Jamar, when he knocked that ball off his feet the man should have never came up there and got the damn ball. We have point guards to set people up for that. If the man got the ball, what do that mean? One-on-one iso ball. I'm sorry, but we can't depend on Zach to have the ball in his hand in our games. And Zach needs to get somewhere where we get the ball to him and he shoots the ball, okay? We do not need Zach counting the ball. And my brother, you know that's a fact. When it comes to pounding the ball and if you get the ball taken and goes right through the basket with it, but him coming down and got the ball and trying to run things, right now that's not a good idea. We got point guards for that. One more thing before I go. Didn't I tell you about drugs? And uh, drumming was a very good choice. Even though we didn't get no young players, we got the right players. Fantastic broadcast you had. All
0: right, Ricky, listen. Rick, I, I love the fact that we had a voicemail from Marvin and Ricky Carroll on the same show because. Ricky Carroll is literally the evil twin of Marvin. Like, it's like it's calm and 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 stuff as, as Marvin is. Ricky's just like, hey man, listen, this shit's pissing me off. And I completely understand it. He's the voice of the fans in a lot of a lot of ways. But Ricky Carroll, the in the officiating uh issues, bro, I feel it. Like the officiating should not dictate a game, but there's something to be said as well that the Bulls should not be in a position if they play better to where officiating has such a big impact on the outcome of the game. But, but When officiating is that bad, when it's that big of a discrepancies in in officiating in games, it's hard not to allow that to be the story of the game as well. You know, I I really, it's been the story. We've gotten so many voicemails just in this early part of the season about the officiating. Should the the NBA look to do this, that when it comes to officials? I don't know how the NBA gets a grip on this, but they need to figure it out because to, to like the last game for the Chicago Bulls, somebody mentioned it. It's like the, it's like the refs absolutely wanted to make sure that that negative two spread was covered and they did that. And that would, and I'm I'm a mini conspiracy theorist, but there are signs there when you look at it, not just for Bulls games, when you look at through the NBA. So hopefully they're also looking at that. Something needs to happen with officiating. I feel now let's get into the second half of Ricky's voicemail, Billy Donovan the coach. Um, I, Ricky Carroll's had a lot of issues when it comes to Billy Donovan as the head coach of the Chicago Bulls, and it kind of fluctuates back and forth. You have people in Bulls, in Bulls Nation that say, hey, this isn't all on the coach. You have people that completely blame the coach, and the truth lies there somewhere in the middle, right? Does, does Bill, Billy Donovan's adjustments leave a lot to be desired when it comes to close games, especially on the offensive end, adjusting to what the defense does randomly? I do think that Billy Donovan is, a, is better at making in-game adjustments defensively, but even then, sometimes that falters as well. Um, and you know, Billy Donovan is the coach, right? And they're not moving. I keep saying, and maybe I'm wrong, but my mindset is looking at how this front office operates. They're not moving on from Billy Donovan with one season left on his contract. Not to say that they couldn't, not to say that there's not anything that would keep them from doing it. I just don't see them doing that. But as we get towards the end of Billy Donovan's contract, a decision is going to have to be made. And if this bulls team, we'll see how the rest of this season goes. If this bullseam keeps kind of falling flat, especially as DeMar's contract comes up, things like that, don't be surprised if we see some wholesale changes as far as the coaching staff maybe not bringing DeMar. I, I, DeMar isn't an issue, but you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. When it comes to Billy Donovan, it's just he's so frustrating as a coach because sometimes he does things like the second Toronto game where you just see that the team came in with a game plan of how to attack that Toronto defense, and it worked amazingly. But then in-game, sometimes you just see certain things or certain lineups and matchups and him bringing in certain players, and it's mind-boggling. So, I don't know. Hopefully, he evens out what Billy Donovan will see now. To so Ricky Carroll's last point on DeMar and saying, well, we have point guards. Well, keep in mind, DeMar is a great ball handler. And I don't even think it's just iso ball. Yes, iso ball does become a problem for the Chicago Bulls, but also part of the problem, even dating back to last season, is that sometimes Bulls, players just watch DeMar go to work. But that is, I do think that comes back somewhat to coaching. It's not just... If, if Billy Donovan is just letting the players go to work for themselves, you got to look at that. You got you to you alternate something in that. And as in the last voicemail talking about play, or the one from Brandon talking about playing through Vooch a little bit more, that can eliminate that. So hopefully this team continues to evolve. They're looking at these things. They change things over the course of the season. I hope. That's all I can say is I hope. But let's get into this last one. This one actually is not a voicemail. This is an email from Javon Phelps, or Phillips. I'm going to read this. He says, hey, Hayes, I was thinking when it comes to the identity of this team, I think we should find a new power forward and put Pat off the bench. The thing behind this is uh, we could become the best bench in the in the league with a balanced starting lineup. I owe Caruso, Javante, Pat, and Drummond. That's a lot of defense. Uh, this will also give Pat a lot of progression being the focal point of the offense. Pat can really work on that mid-range with Drummond, an excellent rebounder on the glass. Listen, okay, I'm going to stop this here. The Bulls are not going to get Andre. I mean, uh, they're not going to get... Um, um, oh, I, I, you said drumming, right? You're skilling in on drumming there. Um, listen, when it comes to the power forward for this team, Patrick Williams is the power forward. Even starting Javante, he's not going to fix that. Um, and I do think this, this whole mindset of let's move Pat to the bench because he's just going to fix Pat. If a player is passive, a player is going to be passive. And guess what? With the way that Dragic is playing, they're not going to all of a sudden run everything through Patrick Williams, even if you do move him from the bench. Now, I think that this critique on Patrick Williams, we've seen it. He's been a lot more aggressive. He's been better defensively. And I do think what Patrick Williams offers defensively doesn't, it's not easily replicated by anyone else. Javante gives a lot of effort on defense, but he still doesn't replicate when Patrick Williams is, is on. Now we have a second part to this email. This, uh, this same one from Javante, he sent in another one, a follow-up. He says, question two, with Draymond Green on this team, what kind of level do you think he could bring to this team? Could we possibly win a finals? The defense and leadership of Draymond is unmatched, tagging along his championship. I could only imagine if anybody could bring the best out part of of this guy, really thinking about Bulls should go all. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. Draymond Green is not coming to this team. The money that Draymond, listen, Draymond is on a steep decline, and people always talk about Draymond's leadership. Did we not see what happens this summer? Draymond is a very emotional player. Sometimes that works in your benefit. Sometimes it doesn't. But we got to keep in mind, Draymond came into the league playing with Steph Curry. And Klay and Thompson, and then had Kevin Durant there when he was at his best. Kevin Durant was there. I don't think Draymond at this age, at this point in his career, is going to have that same impact on a team like the Chicago Bulls. I could be wrong on that, right? Now, if he's willing to come when he's a free agent for, for a vet minimum or a mid-level exception, maybe you then look at that, not necessarily to start him over. Uh, you probably would. I don't know what the Bulls would do in that case. I don't think Draymond Green's coming to the Chicago Bulls, so it's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around that and give kind of advice because I just don't think it's it's happening. I do think when you look at when you look at Draymond Green, instead of saying let's bring him in, I think if that's the type of impact that Patrick Williams can have, even if he's not scoring a lot it, at his potential, but we need to see Patrick Williams get to that point. So that's what I kind of think on that. You guys can let me know what you think on Javon's email down below, but that is it for me for today on this mailbag episode and game preview day, chalking everything all into one. Let me know how you feel about everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail like you heard on this show today, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. And see you red, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break, Break- Media. Break- Media.